0: What's going on, everybody? This is Defiant. I'm Brett Popish. It's been a minute since I put something out. Um, We're going to kind of take a a trip back through time, a couple months back through time, right? I got my uh, ex-podcast partner on here with me, Dustin. What's going on, brother? What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's been a minute since I put something out at all, let alone been a minute since you've been on.
1: I know. I know. We were going to try to do something towards the end of the year, but I think with life, just got it away from us right so
0: yeah plus honestly man like i just haven't been into it the last month or so and uh you know looking at the state of things i have just i've kind of had this fucked up attitude i'm like who cares
1: right well i got one thing i got one thing for you on the drive over here okay and this is a psa this is my psa for everybody out there today driving around in colorado just so everybody's aware dustin's a little salty today you come in a little fiery.
0: So uh, if you got kids in the car, you got kids with an earshot, probably turn it off. Maybe have them ear muff it. <laughs> it might get a little wild on this one.
1: All you California communist motherfuckers out there, it <laughs> snows in Colorado, dude. It snows in Colorado. Okay. And I am so tired of a tiny little wet road, everybody was going 15 miles under the fucking speed limit on the way here, bro. Yeah. No joke. And it's just like, I'm not saying you need to run like you're racing. You don't need to run. You don't need to be driving over the speed limit and and risking your life. And I'm not saying that drive the speed limit, (laughs) get better tires. This ain't California dog. Like you got to have all terrains here. That's what happens when you move to a state that snows. Well, but it's not even snow today, man. The roads are wet. Like I don't know what it
0: was like where you are at but the roads are wet, damp. Right.
1: <laughs> I dude, I'm not even going wet. I'm going damp. Like you could if, if here's here's my rule, okay? And I this was kind of my rule when I was driving back and forth from school a lot coming from Durango, Colorado. There was always snow and stuff like that. Yeah. If I can see the granules of the blacktop, it's fine. If I can't see those things, then it might be slick right what do you think well but common sense would tell you that if
0: the temperature is above 30 degrees if the air temp is above 30 degrees the roads are just wet it's that simple right
1: i'm so i'm so scared oh my god what am i gonna do My good lord dude so anyway but thanks for having me on bro i appreciate coming back i'm not you know i don't want to just bitch but you know Oh, this could be a fun one, though. We haven't uh, done
0: done kind of a roundup or a state of affairs in a while, right? Did you uh, Did you hear all the hoopla going around this week with the uh, leaked tapes of uh, Carrie Lake and that guy that was the head of the Republican Party in Arizona that she recorded trying to pay her off, bribe her to not run?
1: I'm getting a little tired of saying I told you so. <laughs> well, here's the are, thing. I mean, are you? Well, I am. And that's why I'm like, who fucking cares? Because, you know, I, I,
0: I'm I'm listening to the recording and, the, you know, all the pundits, you know, Megyn Kelly and Matt Walsh and all the people are like, oh, my God, can you believe that? Yes, I can fucking believe it. And the fact that you guys are acting so surprised and appalled is really is the crux of the problem. Right. All you conservative podcasters that are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Wh- how can you not believe that that happens? Like, it's clear as fucking day that shit goes on all the time. And that's why I say it's not elections, it's selections, right? The people that we that we think we are voting for have already been vetted and selected by the powers that be, by the fucking elite, by the deep state, by whoever you want to talk about. And clearly, they don't like her message. They don't like the ground momentum that she's created and they want her ass out. And when they're talking about, I I think in the recording, the guy says, Oh yeah, the the call came in from the East coast for me to have this meeting with you. Well, who's who's call from the East coast. I'm looking at it. Like it's the Mitch McConnell's of the world and his fucking faction of the Senate. That's like, get her out. It's no different. Our political landscape is like the mafia in this country. That's it. If you're not, if, if, if you're not, um, christened into the into the club, you know, if you're not, quote-unquote, made into their fucked-up club, you don't stand a chance.
1: Is that your Joe Biden impression?
0: No, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh, well, you forgot to shit your pants. Uh,
1: no, shit my pants is Biden, dude. McConnell, all he does is just stand there and freeze because he has a mini-stroke because we have I mean, basically. See, I think he
0: freezes because he, he put a duty in his pants.
1: Well, there's probably that too, but there wasn't. But that wasn't confirmed like it was with Biden over in front of the Pope. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. I don't know if he shit his pants, but it's just like you look at those. You look at that right there. You brought him up because he is basically the head of the Republican. Not. I don't. want I hate saying the head, but he's in that head class, right? Well, no, he's a, Repu- of the, no he's a leader. The he's a leader
0: of the Senate in, on the Republican side.
1: Correct, and so. It's it's pretty disheartening. You have two things going on at the same time, and I know that we have several several things. So I'm not trying to transition to any topics here, but you have McConnell and that group of people doing that kind of stuff to their own people, right? And then at the very same time, that same elite class, that same deep state, or you know, and real quick on a side note, if anybody wants to listen to a really good interview of Vivek, and he really breaks down like what he meant on the on the campaign trail about like bureaucracies and what he means by deep state and what he means by that he was on a uh, flagrant the flagrant podcast which is um Andrew gosh I can't remember his last name but it's the flagrant podcast and I was listening to it the other day and it was a great breakdown for anybody that doesn't really understand what pe- what they're talking about when they're doing when they're talking mm-hmm. about the deep state and that kind of stuff he really broke it down and, and, and because Andrew Schultz is his last name. He, oh, yeah. He, was, um, he kept picking at him and saying, well, what do you mean by that? And what do you mean by that? And what do you mean by that, Dude, right? the
0: deep state is the fucking bureaucratic state with the three-letter agencies. But all these bureaucrats that are not elected, they're all appointed. And it's tens of thousands of people that are appointed.
1: Right. And they're the ones running the country. But they brought up a good point to Vivek, though, when they said they know what a bureaucracy is. Dude, they don't even teach history and shit in our schools anymore, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. So you tell me if the, I mean, just common, go to work every day, pour concrete, go to a construction job, go cut hair, go, you know, those jobs, those nine to five are basically just sucks your, sucks your attention for eight hours at a time. You go home and the and it's all you could do is drag your ass in the door to cook dinner for your kids and make sure that they get their homework done and everything else. And by you got a kid, you know, by the time that time of night, the last thing you want to do is go research a bunch of negative shit on the internet. So I don't, I don't blame people for that, but I just, that if you want a good kind of depiction of that, those ideas and things and why they're such big talking points, I mm-hmm. would just really highly recommend that. But going back to my other thing, you have McConnell who's obviously involved with this Kerry Lake thing while at the same time, still advocating for the open border. You know, let's talk about the open border for a moment. Cause
0: I just sit back and the only thing that can, the only thing that makes sense to me is the, this mass migration that's happening is not just isolated to the United States. This is a fucking worldwide thing. And it's been going on over in Europe in the European union for, I don't know how long, you know, the most common name now, the most common baby name in Ireland. What is it? Well, no, I, I don't, is it Muhammad? The most common baby name in Ireland today, Ireland is Muhammad.
1: My homeland, bro.
0: Okay? Now, there's nothing wrong with Mohammed, but the question that people should be asking themselves, and I've come to uh, the conclusion as of late that I ask more questions than I come up with fucking answers. And the question that people got to ask themselves is, why is there such a push from governments around the world in general to have this mass migration? right? These asylum seekers, these migrants that are supposedly escaping these horrendous fucking conditions in all these other countries, and they're going to the UK, to Ireland, the United States, to Germany. Why is that? And I'll tell you why that is, okay? If we go back and we go down the rabbit hole the World Economic Forum and the fucking one world government, you call it a new world order, we call it the Great Reset, whatever you want to call it, okay? You're never going to have a one world government instituted as long as you have nationalism or, or national pride within the citizenry. However, if you water down the fucking cultures of every one of these countries and you mix all these cultures into one to where there's no real cultural pride or no real pride in country or nation, you you demoralize the, popul- the the population in these countries, it's gonna be a lot fucking easier then for the for the people of these countries now to accept this one world utopian fucking communist government because, well, we you said a minute ago they don't teach history. Well, if you don't teach history, you got nothing to be proud of and you got nothing to to to, to base your your decisions off of, right? You got no sense of fucking pride in country no more. So you're looking at this one world government. So you look at what's happening in the United States and I look at that and say, well, they're importing fucking voters. The Democratic Party, I think, has lost a good majority of the black vote. And they've they've realized that they have used and abused the black population so long for so many fucking decades, to where the people in that community have woken the fuck up. And I'm not going to say everybody has, but a lot of them have woken the fuck up and realized that what the Democrats have promised us over how many decades simply does not come true because what the Democrats do, and really all politicians do this. I don't want to I don't want to sit here and say it's only Democrats. All politicians create fucking chaos. They create the problem and then they come to you and say, I have a solution to fix the problem, not admitting the fact that I created the motherfucking problem. So elect me. So what's happening now? They're replacing, you know, this whole great replacement theory that came out a couple years ago. And oh my God, that's another conspiracy theory. Well, it is, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is a theory and it is a conspiracy by the people perpetuating it by keeping these fucking open borders and letting these Illegals, let's call them what they are Flood into the country And you got these fucking politicians You got Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell And all these politicians coming out saying Well, we need immigration reform No, you don't You need to fucking (laughs) You need to exercise the rule of law That's already written down Already on paper
1: You just have to enforce it Well, and I was on the way here I haven't listened to normal radio, bro In years Aside from like sports radio, right? When I want to know what's going on with the buffs, but I, I don't count that really because I'm just trying to catch up. It's entertainment. But I was on my way here and I was listening to 850. Who's that lady that's the judge? She says she's a judge. She's in the middle of the day anyway. I have no idea. I don't know her name, but she brought up a good point. And I, you, and I, just, want to, I just want to throw this at you from what you just said. Do we need to have immigration reform? My answer is yes. Now, now. The first step in that is securing the border. So you secure the border first, and then you start working on immigration reform, which is fine, right? Is what we should do. Anybody that's, you know, and the reason why I'm a little more sympathetic. Now, I'm not okay with anything that's going on right now. Don't don't take my words out of, out of context. But some of my very best friends in my personal life came here illegally. Mm -hmm. right? From Mexico, man. And so, and they've worked their asses off and you've helped a couple of them, you know, and I'm not going to name them, but I'm not, I don't know. I guess it's hard. I'm kind of caught between two worlds a little bit because I understand what the destruction that's going on in America because of it. But I think that people like to just use, you know, immigration reform. It's just, it's just a buzz term, right? It's that's all that is. You can say, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you, you picture, dumb, dumb up there at some debate thing or town hall. What are you going to do about, you know, the open borders? Oh, you know, we're going to look at immigration reform. Do you ever hear what immigration reform really is to them? No. Well, here's the thing. If you're not, if you're not enforcing the laws that exist currently,
0: what makes you think you're going to, you're going to reform said laws that you're not fucking enforcing and then enforce the new laws that you reformed? Oh, yes. You're, the, the, that mentality makes no sense. You know, we have ports of entry into this country for a reason. You have port of entry into every country you go to because the, when you come in, they want to know who you are. They want to vet you. You know, like if I travel to Mexico, I've got to go through the fucking point of entry in Mexico because they want to know who's coming in, who I am. You know, keep record of all that shit. And when you got these people coming in en masse, there's no way to document who they are, why they're coming here. Do you think it's safe to say that you've got people coming here that may not have the best intentions for the United States of America?
1: See, and that's where you and I have I think I think that multiple things can be true at the same time. Now, my new thought, and I was going to throw this off you during this podcast. What if I've seen videos, I can't find it, and we're not we don't we don't have our stuff hooked up to the to the mixer here, but did you see that video of the Arab man or whatever coming into the United States and he starts threatening somebody saying, wait, you're going to know me. You're going to see me. You're going to know me. Did you see the follow-up to that? I did not. Okay. So somebody did somebody out on internet land because internet is undefeated. Right. (laughs) They come, they literally did a, um, they did the video. They had the video going on one side of the picture thing and literally his terrorist documentation on the right. No joke, bro. He is 100% affiliated with a terrorist organization. I cannot remember it right off the top of my head, but he, some some black ops guy that just happened to be on Twitter was like, okay, well, let's see who this is. Dumped his Dumped his picture into some kind of picture software and that's what came up. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, if all else fails, if they can't get to a point where, a lot of these immigrants, illegals, coming into the country can vote. What would be the next best thing? Uh, let me uh, let me take you a little bit further. Outside of exterior wars, outside of our borders. Because you and I have talked about it in the past. I think they're going to start a two-headed war here in the next couple months. And I think that that's what they're going to use to try to stop the election. What else would stop an election, though? Full-on civil unrest. Not only that, but a terrorist attack within our borders, dude. He could literally invoke that amendment or whatever that is that he can do. Oh, emergency war powers. And he can say that the U.S. is under direct threat because guess what? When that terrorist attack happens, who did it? Who? It's who they tell you did it. Right. That's the fucking truth. And that's what people need to start understanding because this, I'm about over having surface level conversations with motherfuckers, dude. And that's the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> right. I don't care about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, the communists. I don't care about, you know, all these dumb, stupid topics that these people keep trying to distract our attention with. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And then they tell you with a story that they want you to tell. So we get a terrorist attack within our own borders. And what is what is to keep them from saying that was Russia? Oh, th- absolutely nothing. What's I to mean, keep them from saying it was China. That, that was Hamas? Yeah. Or Or China. Or or Gaza. Or or Iran. Right? That's what people need to start understanding is that you, and I, this was a hard lesson that I had to learn when we started this podcast, man, seriously. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I've been very open about the pandemic and how my response to it. I bought into it at the beginning and then da, 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 da. But what people don't understand is that it's literally the exact same pattern. If you just open your fucking eyes and you take a step back from your own personal situation and your own little tunnel that you're in, because the world, you think the world revolves around you, you take a step back and you look at the whole picture and you say, this doesn't make any sense. Why? Right. Well, see, I can't, I can't
0: peg exactly what the, what the end game is. I can't peg whether, we're going to import all these people. We're going to fast track them and and give them the ability to vote. You know, part of me thinks they want to bring all these people in to then fast track them, sign them up, register them to vote. And then that's how the Dems are going to, you know, quote unquote, win the election this year. But I, even when I say that, my other side of my brain says they're not going to be voting for Biden. I don't think Biden's going to be the the, the candidate come November 3rd or whatever whatever election day is this year. I really don't. I think Biden steps down immediately a couple of weeks before the convention, in August, uh, maybe even sooner than that, and they and they bring up somebody else. And we can talk about that, about who that is in a moment. I don't really want to go too far down that road. It'll so, be at the convention though, bro. So part of me thinks that they want all these people in to to be voters. Right because think about if you have a terrorist attack on our soil with all this immigration stuff happening before the election, no way in hell does Biden get reelected no fucking way right think about that 9-11 occurred after George W. Bush won his election it was an, it was his first year his it was his first year in office and 9-11 happened okay so to think that a terrorist attack Leading up the election would be good for Biden. I don't think it would. It would give him the powers that you're talking about, maybe to not have the election entirely or to postpone it or whatever, which very well could be the case. But that would be this this guy has the lowest approval rating ever of any president coming into an election an election cycle. So a terrorist attack would would plummet that. And maybe, to your point, maybe that's the play. Maybe that's the play for him to say, "Hey, this is not my time. I got to step down, and I got to make way for Michelle Obama." Because ultimately, if they replace him, it's going to have to be with somebody that doesn't have to campaign, that doesn't have to fucking fundraise, that has the money, the backing, everything, and in, in the waiting in the wings to then take over. Okay, it's not going to be fucking Gavin Newsom. No way in hell are they going to replace an old white guy with a little less old white guy and hop over Camelot, Kamala Harris. Not going to happen right? So they're going to have to replace him with somebody like Michelle Obama. So if a terrorist attack happens, how does that benefit them? Part of me says it doesn't. Conversely, do they want Trump to win? Think about this for a moment. Let's go down this little tangent for just one sec. I got a whole theory. Let me know when you're ready for it. Okay. So I'll let you go after I do this. So could it be that they know shit's going to get entirely? It, it, completely chaotic in 2025 with all the, all the mass migration, you know, you're going to have civil strife. You're going to have crime. You're going to have break-ins. You're going to have rapes, assaults, home invasions. You're going to have all this shit. You got homeless migrants that have nowhere to go. So they're going to try to be, you know, taking over people's homes, squatting like you talked about. We'll talk about that in a moment. We talked about that before we started recording. it sets up to be an utter shit pile for the next president. And then you've got the economy, you've got the financial world and all that other stuff, right? Uh, People think we're out of the woods with that. We're not. So I'm like, okay, do they want Trump in to basically be like, we're going to throw all this shit on your feet all at once. I can't, I can't pinpoint it. And the more I think about it, the more I come to the conclusion of who gives a shit. It's all,
1: it's just all planned anyway it's planned chaos. I want you to think about the last week. There was one specific thing that happened that made me believe, I guess, would be the best or, or it just made the light bulb go off in my head. What was the what's the one thing and actually it's still true right now as we sit here today? What is the one thing that pertains to Trump? you can get an indication off of what's really going on Nikki Haley. Okay. Now stay with me. Dick Cheney in a skirt. Nikki Haley loses New Hampshire. Every other Republican, Republican uh, um, person or whatever, nominee. nominee, if you want to call, I don't even know anymore. They're all installed. So I was just trying to search for a word. Every other Republican nominee, even Ron DeSantis, who did not like Trump, he does not necessarily, they don't necessarily get along. They all dropped out to support him, correct? Why, I know where you're going to go with this. I'm just going to, I'm going to lead you and then I'm then I'm going to add to it. Why wouldn't Nikki Haley drop out? Well, and that's the other thing that I'd
0: question is, I think she's staying in there as long as she can to continue fracturing that, that, side of the political aisle Republicans in this case. I think she's there to split the independent vote because the independent vote like me, um, you know, they want to make sure they split that. But also ultimately I think what they're doing is they're buying time in the hopes in the fucking long shot hope that the Supreme court votes in favor of Colorado and Maine to keep uh, Trump off the primary ballot, thus keeping him off making it impossible for him to actually win in the general or they're staying in as long as they can so that if he gets indicted or gets convicted of any of these 92 indictments, 92 counts, four indictments, 92 counts that they can come in and say, he's, he can't run. He's got this, he's got this conviction, no fucking way. We have to bring somebody in and she's there to, to pick up the pieces. The problem is, is she don't stand a fucking chance to win if that happens. Nope, I know that.
1: But you were right on that. That was their very last point was where I was going with that. But I would add one thing to it. She knows that if that fails, if that plan fails, they'll kill him. She knows that her camp knows that no matter what, he is not going to make it. One way or the other because that is the only reason why you would continue to spend like under, like the, the people out there in la la land, like there's donors that want you to do shit. And there's people making backdoor deals and cutting you a hundred thousand dollar checks here and a million dollar check there. And just go back and look at FTX and how that all, how that all went down with the democratic party. It's no different on the Republican party. That's what we're trying to get across to everybody. This is, we need to get off these teams. We talked about way back mm-hmm. from day one, get off your damn teams. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a hundred percent aligned with what Andy Frasella said in some podcasts. I don't know. It was about a month ago. I'm an American. I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm not green. I'm an American. That's who I am. There are things that I agree with in almost every single party across all your options, which really you only have two, but you know, there's multiple other parties, constitutional party and all that kind of stuff. libertarians,
0: libertarians, Speaking I, of libertarian, y'all got to, for those listening, you guys got to look up Dave Smith, part of the problem podcast. I mean, he, that guy, even though Dave Smith is a comedian, he's smart, he's educated, he's well-read, and it's fucking common sense, just saying.
1: So that's my thought on that, but I I, for, I almost forgot. So I want to go back to the immigration thing. So. You know, I have some friends that are on the police department that, you know, they all came from Texas, you know, went back in the day when policing was fun and you used to go to different departments to get, you know, a different look at things and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay, I sent him a cartoon and I don't want to play it on here because I think it'll, it'll get us put on a watch list. But, <laughs> um, you know, I sent him this cartoon thing and there's, you know, this it's. The federal government essentially is a little guy in a hat. And then there's another guy standing next to him that has the Mexican flag on his shirt. And the, the U S government guy goes, we don't allow guns here. And, and the nasty guys are like huge and massive. And he goes, why don't you come here and take it? You know? And mm. so I sent him that and he, he, he responded to me cause we like to text back and forth. I said how's your, you know, family holding up with all of the, you know, immigration stuff going on? He goes, my whole family down there is dealing with it. I told him that's terrible, dude. That's a that's a cause I would travel for if if people needed me. He said, I just talked to my cousin for about 45 minutes. It's much worse down there than any of us up here understand. I responded a couple times and I'm just going to I don't want to bore everybody. So, but this is the the one that really kind of struck home with me. Um, When he responded, he said, if you own property anywhere down south, you have to make a choice to either lock your doors and when you get back, they will all be broken and all of your belongings are gone or just leave it unlocked and let them take your stuff. At least that way you don't have to replace your windows and doors. Jesus. That's going on in our country right now. Now. Now here's the thing. Where did It it happen before? Venezuela. I think it's Venezuela. It's, yeah, one, of those, right. it's actually, one of those countries. You're actually right. It's so, one of those countries. They did a mass immigration, they did a mass migration into their country. And mm-hmm. then what ended up happening is they didn't have the resources to funny help enough, those people.
0: Funny enough, those are all the same people coming here. Exactly. And supposedly. so supposedly.
1: Yeah. And so they didn't have the resources. So what what started happening? People when they would go out of town for a trip or even just away for the weekend, people started watching houses, waiting for people to leave. They would change all, they would break in, change all the locks, started squatting, and they couldn't get them out. Yeah. You know, here's the thing we have property rights
0: in this country, okay? But at what point do you think we're going to start seeing these elected, these selected officials—sorry, I screwed up and said elected—these selected officials within these, within these cities come out and say the shelters are full, the schools are full, like in fucking New York, they pull the kids out of school and put migrants in the schools and make the kids learn from Zoom. Like, if you're a tax—timeout. If you are a tax-paying citizen in these cities where they're doing that, you need to move— out of the city, take your tax dollars somewhere else where they can be fucking appreciated because here's why. If you are voluntarily paying your taxes and they're telling you, you we want your money, but we don't want you here, you need to get the hell out. It is that simple. But what's going to ultimately happen when all the shelters are full and the, the hotels and motels have been turned into to migrant camps and uh, there's just no more space, they're going to start getting on tv saying hey if you have any extra space in your house if you've got a an open basement or an open couple rooms you need to take in migrants uh for the betterment of the of the country bullshit you know here's the thing and you know you and i both are in the housing industry you're in real estate i'm in mortgage and i'll tell you you know people always ask me you know why are home prices so high nationwide but more importantly locally here at denver metro here's why they're fucking high we have a dramatic lack of available housing in this country to the tune of 4.4 million units. Now, I'm not talking just to buy. I'm talking to buy and or rent, okay? The last number that I saw nationwide were short 4.4 million units. If builders built, if new home builders built at capacity, it would take them 10 years To catch up to that. But even at the 10 year mark, if population growth still continues, you're still going to be behind the eight ball. Compound that on the fact that you're bringing you're allowing all these people to come into this country. Where are they going to go? Do you think it's very humanitarian of the United States government to say, hey, flood under our country? We got nowhere for you to go. We're gonna treat you like shit you're gonna be homeless you're coming from a fucking tropical climate for for many of them up to the fucking north part of the uh, uh, the north part of the world where it's snowy and cold currently you're gonna
1: freeze to death how is that humane and that's and that's the only people I really truly feel bad for I don't feel I'm sorry man but those adults could have left their situation a long time ago. That's the truth. That's the truth. And I know that things are a little different down, you know, um, down in like South America and stuff like it's a little tougher to, you know, just go into different countries, but you could have done that just the same as you tried that, that you just did now to America. So I don't have any sympathy for that. I'm sorry. I just don't. Right. If you don't like your situation, change your situation. The only sympathy I'll give is the kids. And the reason being, now- They don't have a choice. These kids didn't have a choice, and now they were f- probably fed a line by their parents because their parents believe this dumb shit in the White House, right? And saying, sir, we need, as soon as I get elected, we need to surge the border. Nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers that he was calling for a surge at the fucking border before he was even elected. Nobody remembers that. Right. But these kids are, they're the only innocent thing in this whole thing that, because they were getting, they were getting fucking kidnapped and raped. And, and dude, like, think about the things that we've, that we've seen in horror movies. All you people out there, all you bleeding heart, fucking blue haired liberal fuckers. Think about what that did to those kids right there. I'm telling you right now, there is an evil element in people that you have no clue. Well, on top of that, how do we know that, that the kid's coming across
0: with their parents or even their parents? How do we know that this isn't just mass human trafficking at a level that it w- would embarrass the hell out of us if we actually knew what the hell was going on, okay? And the reality is it's big business. And and my thing is you can't encourage it because you're actually doing these people a disservice for the people that, that are in desperate need to come to the United States because they're I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and think that everybody coming here's coming here illegally, they're criminals, they're they're bad element. I'm not I'm not trying to say that. For the for the section of that population that is coming here le- that wants to come here legitimately, they're just told, "Hey, this is how you come in here. You you climb under the fucking razor wire and you get in." You're setting these people up for failure. Because again, of the time of year, because they're wholly unprepared for the elements in this country, because we don't have the services, we don't have the infrastructure to bring in on mass this much, this amount of people. Okay. So what you're doing is you're importing fucking homeless people in a country where homelessness is at a record high that it's the highest it's been since I can remember in my lifetime, right? Right. How is that a good
1: humanitarian effort of any sort? There's no answer, dude, right? There's, there's no answer. There's and, no answer. And, and the only reason that you have people that do and all these, I'm going to try to not, I'm trying not to other people so much in my life, really, bro. Like, that's the honest truth. I'm trying not to other people because I'm, I was othered so hard, right? But um, these sanctuary cities, what these people don't get is that it increases their funding from the federal government. It's not because these people have good hearts. It's not because the Democratic House in the state of Colorado has a bunch of good hearts, dude. They're criminals just like the same, just the same as all the people over in Washington. 100%. And I'm going to go into a couple ideas about that, but you, that's what you get. But let there be no mistake. When they get up there on those podiums and they're like, oh, you know, we just need to help these people. They're getting federal dollars. So you're incentivized to, to, to take these people in, right? And it, who, ends up, who ends up suffering? Well, I have a one last thing. I have a friend lives over in the highlands for everybody that doesn't live in Colorado. That's basically the Northwest part of Denver. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the highlands probably is condo. at this point, when I priced it out almost 10 years ago, it was like 700, 800,000. I'm sure it's, it's over a, a mill a mil, a mil and a half. That video that came out. I don't know if you saw that of all the migrants lined up on the street. It was a block away from his. Yeah.
0: And and now,
1: now, now everybody, I'm going to have people in the car going right now. Oh, see, you just, you just for the rich people. It's just, you know, we should make every accommodation and, and, you know, we should just do everything. No, if you think that go take your monkey ass down to the, to the South end of the state here, wait for the first set of migrants to start coming up. And I would hope that you would put them in your house or give them a place to pitch a tent in your backyard. Why don't you do that? Why don't you give them a mattress, put it outside put them in your kid's playhouse and say, Hey, this is my good humanitarian effort to do this because it's always okay. Right. To make excuses and do all these other things when it, when it's not something that affects you directly. Right. But because it's affecting somebody else, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit, dude. And and it's like, well, that's the whole
0: idea. I mean, the, the, There's always the bleeding heart that thinks, yeah, we got to do everything we can to accommodate as many people as possible. But then when the rubber meets the road and you say, okay, well, why don't you take them into your house? Oh, I can't. I mean, there's all kinds of videos that went around when uh, DeSantis bust up a, a busload of migrants up to Martha's Vineyard and you had all the people up there freaking out going, we can't handle it. So the hypocrisy of all that is, How is it that you all think Texas has the massive fucking infrastructure to handle uh, mass migration to the tune of the equivalent of fucking Alabama?
1: I okay, saw, I saw a stat this morning, bro, and it's gonna blow your mind. Go ahead. Finish though. It,
0: but that but the population increase to date since Biden took office is the equivalent of an entirely new state. Okay? Why is it that people think that Texas magically has all this infrastructure to handle it and yet you got the these mayors of the and city council people of the sanctuary cities Denver being one of them they claims oh yeah, we're a sanctuary city we're a haven for for migrants and illegals coming coming here and you're welcome to come here and then you got Eric Adams now. Crying the fucking blues because, well, we'll, we're overrun and we can't handle it. You got Mayor Johnston in Denver doing the same thing, crying the blues. We need federal assistance. Just to your point, we need federal money. Just so you know, it's not federal money. It's your and my fucking money that we've paid to the federal government that they're rebating back to the states. Understand, the government gets money from us to then dole out. It's not that, oh, this money just appeared and we can just give it to people. It's our money.
1: You've said it a lot of times before. They make nothing. No, they make nothing, and they take everything.
0: But the reality is, for the people that are coming here that need asylum, that are seeking, because there, I, you know, there are some people that that do need that. You are doing them a dramatic disservice because you're creating civil division in this country by the rhetoric spouted by this fucking decrepit old crip keeper that's occupying the White House right now, the, his rhetoric is so damn divisive and so hateful to half the country. And it's like, you're, you're going to create a powder keg worse than I think you've ever seen before. And what's happening in Texas right now, and I'm not going to let Abbott off the hook here for a moment, same with DeSantis, same with some of these other Republican governors that start busting fucking people up to, at first we, when that happened, like, okay, it's funny, we're proving a point. But all you did was you shipped these people further into the country. And this idea of, well, we need mass deportations, impossible, absolutely impossible. Because once these people come in, they put roots down, now you're going to have people saying, oh my God, you're splitting families apart, you're, you're 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 ripping kids away from their families and it's causing all this strife. Once they're in, they're in. You're not getting them out. How are you going to find them? Seriously, you're not going to find them, right? So we're in a position now that the damage is being done and I don't know how you get out of it and now you've got Biden given until this afternoon we're recording on what is today today's Friday February twenty sixth. Biden gave sent an announcement or made an announcement that gave Texas until end of business today to turn over all the razor wire border fencing and everything to um to the to the federal agents or whoever's down there, I don't know all the particulars down there, or he was going to take over the Texas National Guard. Curious how he thinks that one's going to end.
1: We asked a question. I actually have an answer for when you're like, "How do you even do it?" You're never going to be able to do like total mass deportations, and I'm a little split on that idea too. Anyway, but I, I'm, I don't want to go deep into that. I'm just t- I'm going to t- give you just an example of how you could right, and and it's kind of more based on like right and wrong essentially right if you commit even a petty theft in this goddamn United States you get fucking deported well it's petty theft i don't give a fuck there's i'm just, no, saying, there, I'm just but, I, I so saying i'm just saying, so, i hear what you're saying so, but i hear what you're saying but the on, laws have been on. changed
0: so there's no petty theft i get
1: that but i'm just saying so when i was a cop when i started you used to be able if you came across somebody and they had say you know, uh, ID card from another country or something like that. It was, I mean, you can go down to federal right now, take $20 spot and go down there and get your Mexican ID card. Like you just can do it. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times we had no clue who we're talking to. They've had 50 fucking names or something until we like go get them fingerprinted or something like that. And so what we used to be able to do is if the charge was a misdemeanor higher, you used to be able to put a hold for ice on the ticket. And then they would review, they would come in, they would fingerprint them to see if they know who they were or anything like that. If they weren't a repeat offender or something like that, then they would get a date that they had to go meet with the ICE agents in conjunction with their court date. And if they didn't show up to either one of those, then obviously a warrant was put out and it was automatic deportation. There was nothing else after that. Mm-hmm. So it just took, you know, people that actually gave a shit. Robert White, thanks, ex-chief Robert White, dumb fuck. He's the one that took out, our power as police officers to just put a hold and say hold for ICE we literally had a nice detention we have a nice detention facility in the state of Colorado right over in Aurora it's in aurora i've been there i've interviewed people there it's i've been inside there's a processing center there mm-hmm. so why can't you know even just metropolitan because that's where a lot of them are kind of socked in right now until they start to creep up here into the suburbs but i mean even if you just gave just those major metropolitan cities pueblo Denver, Grand Junction, Fort Collins, you know, major, major places, whether you have big departments, all you got to do is just say, this is okay. And then you're just verifying their identification. Right. Uh, It's not that hard. Like it's really not hard. If you do the wrong thing, guess what? You get deported. Sorry.
0: Yeah. But even that don't work. I mean, there was a case just a couple uh, weeks ago, maybe a month ago of a guy that, uh, He had been deported, I think, twice. Uh, He had multiple DUI felonies or DUI cases. Got drunk, borrowed his brother's car, shit face wasted. Driving down Main Street up in Broomfield about 70 mile an hour, T-boned a lady, killed her and her son. Okay? What did the deportation do? Absolutely fucking nothing. Because he goes back, walks across the border again, back in, no consequence. See, we we've become a, a society and a country with very little consequence for actions, right? We're now if you do if, if you if you have a if you do a criminal act, you get a slap on the wrist, maybe a court summons. I mean, we've had we've talked to plenty of cops. You you your next cop. We've had, I talk to cops on a daily basis that I'm friends with, and it's a fucking joke how weak that system has gotten. But yet, we have a political faction in this country that makes up crimes to try to prosecute their political opponents while actual criminal shit goes untouched. To the tune of Fucking Walmart and Target have announced in some cities they are locking up underwear because underwear theft, your fucking Hanes and Fruit of the Loom theft, has gotten so out of control that the depart that the stores have to lock it up now. So you got to ask a, a store associate to unlock the cabinet so you can buy your fucking drawers. That's where we're at now, right? Shit, shit, shit just don't make sense. And so I sit back and say, okay, well, 2020, we had all the shit that didn't make sense, right? You had the George Floyd stuff, you had COVID, you've got 2021, you had the vax and the no mask and mask and anti-vax and all this shit. This is just the next version of the next chaos, right? The next thing for you and I to get on here and bitch and fucking complain about.
1: And watch everybody else do absolutely nothing about <laughs> No, but, um, hold on. <laughs> well, there's that. Sorry. Just, you know, but it's the truth, dude. Like I was, I kind of, I added some, I had a conversation in my personal life the other day and I'm I, like, I told you before we started this recording, dude, I'm over it. Like the gloves are off. Like my gloves are off. If you see me in public and you try to check me on something or something stupid, you better be prepared. You better be prepared mm-hmm. because I'm going to make you look silly in front of God and everybody whoever's standing right there. I'm going to make you so mad that you're probably going to hit me. And then it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. Like when I say the gloves are off, I'm just tired. We're not, I'm not, I'm not babying anybody anymore, dude. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not with your shit. I still wear my do not comply shirt at the gym. I wear it in there every week, at least once a week. I still
0: wear my COVID 1984 shirt.
1: Right. And I, (laughs) and and so I wear that in the gym and I feel, and I feel strongly about that. And, you know, and that's who I am now. And I had a conversation in my personal life, you know, people oh my God, I don't want to hear about politics again. Well, you better here. I'm just going to tell you motherfuckers you better because you're living in a state, at least everybody that's listened to this in Colorado, you're flirting with fucking communism, homeboy or homegirl. Like that's the truth. You got, you got, foster parent, you have bills in the, in the Colorado Senate being passed right now that foster parents have to have to affirm transgender kids, or they lose all of their funding and all of their tax breaks and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I saw that. Tell me how many how many people are going to sign up to be foster parents now? And the ones that do, the ones that do are going to be the very same people that we see stories about 10 years from now that they were diddling little kids, because those are the only people that are willing to put up with that shit. You know, there's well, another- Well, they promote it. And then you got another bill. Now we all voted in the state to, you know, to keep Tabor around. And what did they do, Brett? They gutted it. They gutted it. And they made it a bunch of small little bills that they could pass on their own. And guess guess what the percentage rate, where our, our property taxes are going up again next year. 25%.
0: Well, so let's
1: talk about that for a moment. I don't, I'm not, hold on. I'm on a rant. Give okay. me one second. Go you got that, right? You got that. And then you have our own secretary of state. Jenna Griswell, whatever, Griswold, whatever, like the one with the hairy, the the fluffy eyebrows, and like the, cra- a, the crazy like, eyes. Yeah, no, she has the eyebrows like the dad off of American Pie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you Mr. know,
0: Mr. Levine.
1: I'm telling you, bro, she does look at it. But um, you know, you have her actively out there, like bashing people, trying to you know trying to do things, and they're she's trying to promote all these the, the new gun measures that they're trying to pass here in Colorado and stuff. You better start caring. You better, y'all better start caring. We've been caring since 2020. You can mm-hmm. go back, we got the receipts. We put our, we put our careers on the line, we put our livelihoods on the line. All it would have taken was for one government official to come to us during that whole thing, during like the real height of the pandemic, and they could have put you and I in jail and made whatever up that we were out here inciting riots or some shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what we've got, so let's couple things. Uh property tax in Colorado is out of fucking control. Um, people think that, you know, that they, state legislature passed a, a temporary band-aid for this year and that people think, oh, my taxes, you know, they're, they're going to actually go down. No, they're not. They're still going to go up. The The rate of decrease is actually on the increase. So um, I'm actually looking people's property taxes up right now um, as kind of like a, uh, just, just a nice thing to do so people can start budgeting and preparing and it is, it is, shocking what taxes are going to be going to. So it's going to be hurting a lot of people. You talk about Jenna Griswold. She's all over fucking Twitter talking about how, you know, she hopes that she can't wait to make her argument in front of the Supreme Court about keeping Trump off the ballot because he engaged in in an insurrection. Here's the thing about that. Regardless of whether you like Trump or not, most people in this state don't like Trump. Okay? And honestly, if you keep him off the ballot in Colorado, it actually makes no fucking difference one way or another, because here's the reality. Trump is never going to carry this state. The delegates in this state are never going to go to Trump. We've got a deep blue state. It don't fucking matter. However, if the Supreme Court votes in favor of Colorado and Maine, it sets a precedent in all the other in all the other states and the swing states that will matter and will cause problems. But they they have this narrative that Trump uh, incited an insurrection or he's an insurrectionist. Yet, that's a fucking legal term. And yet, nobody on J6 has been charged with insurrection, let alone convicted of insurrection. So how are you going to say he's an insurrectionist when none of, he was never charged, he was never brought up on charges, let alone convicted. He was never impeached uh, even after uh, he, w- he vacated the office. They still could have impeached him for that. They never did because there's no evidence to prove that. To the point that I watched a couple documentaries between Christmas and New Year's. One of them is a J6 documentary. Okay. It's done by an independent guy. And the entire documentary is timestamp fucking CCTV footage of what happened on J6 from different angles in the Capitol Uh, cameras that were recording when Trump was giving his speech. Did you know, for example, when the crowd first got tear gassed by the Capitol police, Trump was still giving his speech. To the tune, once the once the Capitol Police fired the first flash grenade into the crowd at the Capitol, Trump still spoke for 37 fucking minutes. See, yeah, I didn't know that one. Yes. So, everything we've been taught, everything we've been told over the last four years, going even back to George Floyd, is a fugazi. It's fake. It's not real. The narrative has been put to this point, to get everybody blind to really what's happening, okay? Were there some dumb fucking people at the Capitol on J6? Sure. Was it a deadly insurrection? Only if you were in the crowd, it was deadly. That's it. The murder of Ashley Babbitt, the murder of... uh, uh Uh, What's her name? Last name is Boyle. I can't think of her first name. She got trampled. She got first beaten by a Capitol Police officer, by a fucking baton, and then trampled by the crowd. That's on video. None of the police, for all the defund the police people back in 2020, none of those fucking people are raising any kind of hell for the people that got murdered at that Capitol on January 6th. Nobody is. Apparently you like the police when they kill a certain people you don't like. Right. Is that is that the game we're playing? All I'm saying is nothing we've been told is fucking true. So looking at what's happened to the immigration thing, I say, OK, well, what is true? You've got Governor Abbott down in Texas championing the fact that he's bussing and fucking flying people all over the country. We don't want him here in Texas. We're just going to bus them all up to fucking, you know, wherever we take him putting them further and further and further into this country. How did that solve anything? Yeah, you made fucking headlines. You know, it was kind of funny when it first started happening. And now you got these sanctuary city governors coming in, you know, crying the blues saying, oh, he's ruining my city and all this shit. But what they fail to realize or what they fail to tell everybody, going back to what's real and what's not, is the Biden administration has bust and flown more migrants around the country than either DeSantis or Abbott ever thought possible. But let's ignore that because, well, he's on our team. He's on our team. So we got to, we got to ignore that. That's fine. And then if you live in California, they just announced this week, if you're a migrant, come on in. You're totally welcome. And guess what? We'll pay for your gender
1: reassignment surgery on taxpayer dollars. How's that, Callie? See, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement to a certain point with you on about but I just kind of view it as kind of like a step process. Like you don't shoot all the bullets out of the gun too early kind of a thing. You know what I mean? So I see where you're, I see, I see the issue with that and why it took so long and that kind of thing. So I'm in agreement to a certain point, but I also know had he jumped to this, we would have been dealing with this in year one and who knows what, what, like, how, what the trajectory would have been from that in election mm-hmm. sense and everything else, right? And so, like, I kind of look at it as he was just kind of doing a step up process. So he started shipping them in here. They were bitching about Martha's Vineyard and stuff. So, if it's me in this, and I always try to put myself in those spots, it, you know, I'm, I'll never be in politics, but if I was in that spot. You know, and I was doing that. You would hope that the response that came from the Martha's Vineyard incident, that, you know, how they just kicked them all out and then they look like shit on the news, you would think that that would be like, okay, well, maybe we, you know, we could, we'll still let, we're going to still leave a lot of the parts of the border open. We need to look, make it look like we're doing something, you know, and then they don't. And then you try the next thing and then they don't. And then you start doing your own thing and they, now they have a problem. Right. And so, Like, I just kind of look at it that way. Just, I'm trying to be fair in that because I know that in those situations, that's tough. I mean, you're, you are risking making your own and they're dealing with it right now, but you're risking making your, putting your own, um, troops, your Texas troops in jeopardy now, right? Because like we hear, you know, Biden's like, oh, well, all I got to do is just activate them and that kind of thing, which they can't by the way, but Nonetheless, you know, I just think that if that would have got kicked off too early, that gave them too much time to react. Does that make sense? And so I, I think, I just think that, uh, again, I could, I could, I could believe either way. Right. And and I can see both sides, but I just kind of think about it like that. Like you don't want to, you don't want to shoot, you know, you don't ever want to give your hand away, you know, too early. And
0: well, and the other thing, what we often realize is every one of these politicians, right. Local at the city level, at the state level, the federal level, every one of these politicians, they create problems to then sell you on the solution for the problem they created just so long as you reelect them or elect them.
1: That's a Tom McDonald
0: song. Okay. So the fact of the matter is I didn't even realize that was a Tom McDonald song. I just, I thought I was just being fucking unique in my articulation of it. Dude,
1: the older you get, you're, you're getting better at ripping, bro. It's <laughs> over that. you in here and you're in here doing some music tracks and shit. Yeah,
0: you know right. But the reality of it is, I mean, think about that. Like every major problem we have, it's something created by a politician or something created by a stupid bill that they've, that they voted on, that they instituted. It creates a problem intended or unintended, who the fuck knows. And then they say, well, in order, if you want this fixed, you have to elect me or reelect me to fix it. Dude, you created the fucking problem. Why am I going to reelect you to fix a problem you created? That's how stupid we are in this country. You know, we're so blinded by the D and the R that we're like, well, well, I got to I got to vote for my team. It don't matter what they did. Uh, I got to vote for my team. Like, wake the fuck up.
1: I go down the left side of the ticket. I go, no, I go down the right side of the ticket. And I go, no, right. You know what, man, if you, you, seriously, and this is just my thought on that. If I get that because I did that for a long time, I was like, I know my values and you know, I just, like I tell everybody, I don't agree with a hundred percent with anything. So, you know, but I go by percentages and I have a greater percentage that I agree with on the conservative movement than I do. any other movement. So that's Mm -hmm. why I vote for, that's why I voted, you know, Republican. But now I'm on a different, I'm on a totally different thing. Like I actually look into who's actually on the ballot. Like I take the time and say, you know what? Let's just do a general search on a Twitter, dude. Seriously. Hashtag a freaking candidate's name. And you will get all kinds of results on there. Some of them are bullshit. Some of them aren't, you know, but you can sift through some of that stuff and then, uh, and you can start to get an idea about who these people are. Look at their, look at their posts, not their political posts. Go back, go mm-hmm. back 10 years. What does their Facebook post say 10 years ago? Go look at that stuff. They'll tell you who they are. Right. right. And uh, I just, I know we're going to run short on time. So I'm just going to close my, my section out on, on this, my plea to people. And I came into 2024. I was so negative in 2023, man. It was just a bad year for me. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I came into 2024 and I legitimately have come in here with a more positive outlook on things. I implore people to start being selfless in a real way, right? Reaching uh, out to other people, whether they agree with you or not in a real way, not on social media anymore, not on all these other apps and all this to text messaging and all that stuff. We need to start reaching out to more people. And that's my biggest problem with this migrant crisis. And this is my button on my side of things is you got a bunch of people that don't ever do anything for anybody. And all they, all they do is take, 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 take between welfare programs and section eight and this and that and this. And they, and they act like they're so virtuous because they go on social media and say, yay, you're voting for this. So you're, you're, you're adding gas to flames of that, you know, 80% 80% of the population legitimately does not want. So that's why these people keep pushing shit through. You're a poser. You are a poser. You have no voice in the true world. You have no you have no forethought to see how your actions are going to affect everybody around you and the generations that are going to come after you. So until we start having these conversations again, bro, and getting back. I'm not a bit, I don't drink anymore, but you know, back in the day, getting back on having, having a couple drinks after work with your friends and, you know, getting together to play golf, go bowling, things like that, just to have these conversations. So everybody understands what's going on. Instead of me sending you 15 memes that you might look at one. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, that's what I want every, from everybody, and that's what I'm trying to do now too. I'm, re- I'm, I've been reaching out. You know, I have five calls a week that I have to make to people that I haven't talked to in over five years. That's my goal this year. Start reaching out, man. Start reaching out to other people. Start having these conversations. You, you are allowed to have your own opinion about things, mm-hmm. and we need to stop, you know, being in fear of these blue-haired dumb fucks out here that you think are going to shout you down. How many times? Let me ask you one question then I'm and then I'm done how many times legitimately in the last three years for the shit you wear the shit you've said not wearing a mask how many legitimate people have screamed at you honestly none I have one
0: no I had a late I had a cashier at Costco one day give me shit for not wearing a mask but that was it.
1: And that was mine. I was actually at Costco too. It's funny. And I had a lady member of the story. I told you she had all the soda and shit and she started mm-hmm. yelling at me. And I told her mind her own fucking business and lose some weight. And so <laughs> I said, I said, looking at your card, I think you're in a little more jeopardy than I am, ma'am. I think you should mind your own business. And so, um, so one time, so I want to know why more people aren't just having the conversation. Just go out and have the conversation. Nobody shouts you down, man. Nobody's everybody. Right. When you start having these conversations what we realized, too, you and I realized, how many people started to cling to us? Well, people agreed,
0: too. Like, you, you, you know, and this is where if you get out of that echo chamber of fucking Democrat, Republican, people tend to agree. And on that same note, man, like, you know, we, there's this idea— now, because it's election, it's an election year that, you know, all the the immigration is 100 percent Biden's fault and it only can be fixed by a Republican solution or a Trump solution. Stop with that fucking bullshit, because guess what? Every one of them, them by them, I mean every politician, local, state, federal, every one of our politicians that have been selected are the culprits to what what we're dealing with right now. Every one of them, okay? it's about fucking time we hold them accountable. See, my whole thing for 2024 is accountability, okay? Accountability. What does accountability look like? There's things I'd like to say that I won't say on accountability. This will probably get me... Accountability will probably get me in trouble for saying it.
1: (laughs) You will probably get re-put on a list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) However, we do have... A selection season coming in November, and that's that's what I'm going to call it, okay? For people out there that say, I'm not going to vote because my vote don't matter. Now, do I think, and this is where I guess I'm a little hypocritical, do I think if if you vote for Trump in November, it's going to matter? Nah, probably not, not in this state, and almost not in any state, to be honest with you, because the outcome is fucking, it, the outcome's been determined, however- it is our job to make it harder for them to make that outcome predetermined. And the way you make that job harder for them to predetermine the outcome is to fucking vote. You see, I'm kind of hypocritical there, but you still got to exercise that right that you you have to vote. And by that, I mean you hold these people accountable. If you've got a Democrat on the ticket that is an incumbent that's been a shit pot wasted fucking space in the seat that they're in for the last two, three, four terms, get them out of there. Same thing with the Republicans, because guess what? They're not doing what's in our best interests. And if we continue to vote down party lines because, well, I want a Democrat in there and I don't want a Republican in there. If you continue down that bullshit, we're going to keep getting the same thing we've
1: always got or worse. And I just want to add to that, I, 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 you just sparked something real quick, and I just want to tell everybody out there, just as much, how 60% of Nikki Haley's vote in New Hampshire came from Democrats. Now, so- hold on, hold on, I, I, just let me finish this, and then I'm going to let you walk us all the way out, brother. And nobody said, if you're a Republican, you can't change your affiliation, still vote for the person that you want. And then you could sign up to work in one of the poll centers. That's right. And it's, you're not being, mali- not, none, for not to be malicious. I, I want to be real clear about that. That's not what I'm promoting here. I'm promoting accountability, right? Making sure that you don't see something suspicious in these poll centers and things like that. If you really want to make, if you really, if you're really serious and you're really serious about the lives for your children Uh, future generations. I don't have kids. I have a niece and nephew that are basically my kids. So I I feel strongly about it. But you know, you people that have like kids, kids, kids that that belong to you, they're going to carry your bloodline on. They're going to carry your heritage on. Like, what does it really mean to you for their future? What does their future truly mean? Mm -hmm. Because I got a lot of people that have a lot of excuses, right? And they're just going to work and I don't have time to do that kind of stuff. Okay. I get that. But I'm, I'm looking at your three little kids over there and I know what's coming. And when communism comes to this country, which we've been, o- we've been here. well, we've been well overdue for a reset in this, in, uh, in the entire earth, dude, over like 40,000 years past a reset. But when communism comes to this country, your, your kids, unless you're a millionaire or billionaire, really, you need to be, you probably need to put a B in front of that, but a multimillionaire, at least if you're not that you're the poor class. They'll tell you what you can eat, what you can see, what you can do, what you can have, what you can buy, mm-hmm. where you can drive, where you're going to, you know, I'm, and that's just, that's my last part of this, man, is is get off of, get off of your teams and stop. Oh my God, I can never change my affiliation. Hmm. <sighs> what are you talking about? Like, you think I liked acting like a fucking dope dealer or a druggie when I was doing undercover work? No, you don't like acting like that. You feel like shit. but. You know what? It's to serve the purpose, right? Right. And I just think we all need to start taking accountability, like you're saying. And I uh, just want to tell everybody, thank you very much for for letting me uh, come and ramble on here, bro. You
0: bet, man. It's always fun having you back. You know, I think we've said what needs to be said. I mean, I could continue to go on and on and on for probably another fucking hour, but none of you probably wouldn't listen to me do that for that much longer. So all I would say is this, man, got to, we all got to wake up. We all got to wake up. We all got to start holding these politicians accountable. And, you know, accountability starts when we go vote. It's just that simple. You know, anytime I vote, I'll just tell you whoever the incumbent is, I vote against the incumbent because the fact of the matter is it's not a fucking lifetime position. They go in there, they figure out how to enrich themselves, enrich their families. And, and the, the entire goal, once they're there in Washington is to keep getting elected, to keep padding their fucking pockets. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They say what they say, but the reality is Democrat, Republican, they're all part of the same fucking team and the same team. None of us are in on George Carlin said it best when he said, there's a gigantic club and you ain't in it. And I ain't in it, none of us are in it. Okay. The only way to get in that club is to be part of the machine. Well, the question becomes, at what point, you know, are we going to stand up in this country and say enough with that fucking machine? This is, a con- this is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. We are a constitutional republic. We're not a fucking majority rule democracy. There's a vast difference between the two. And for the smooth brains out there that don't understand the difference, you need to understand it. And there's a reason why, we're, why we've been set up the way we have been set up. But to think that magically if Trump gets elected, he's going to fix the border, the, the immigration problem, not going to fucking happen. Biden, if he gets reinstalled, it, 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 it pains me to say that. But if Biden gets reinstalled, he clearly isn't going to do any fucking thing about it. It's up to the individuals to hold, to hold these politicians accountable. And the best way we do that is to get them the fuck out of office. So with that, everybody, thanks for listening. Please share it as you always do. Please rate us as you always do. Give us a review. With that, everybody, thanks for listening and be defiant. See you.